Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. Bibles with you today, um, could you turn to the book of Matthew please, Matthew chapter 6 and my message today is about being a seeker and I'm going to read from verse 25, therefore I say to you do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you consider, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they need the toil, nor spin, And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you that your word is life, your word is truth, your word is complete. And your word, Father God, will accomplish what you send it to do today. Lord, I thank you that um, as I bring forth the things that you've been showing me, Lord God, the revelation you've been giving me, Father, that you will make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. Lord God, that I can paint a picture for each one that is under the sound of my voice today. But Lord, let it not be my voice, let it be your voice through me today, Father God. Lord, I just pray that each one of us will... Leave having met with you, having received from you and having another building block in our lives to move forward in building our lives in you from this day forward. Father God, I pray that um, every heart would be open, every mind would be stilled right now to the sound of what you want to say, your words, your truth, your life, your purpose, your plan. And Lord, I commit this time into your hands. And Lord, I give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory because, Lord, it's all about you. And we pray and we thank you and we exalt the precious and the most holy name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Um, probably so many of you know this passage of scripture. You, you've heard it many times preached. You are aware of what it contains but um, God's been really speaking to me this week about um, not worrying about things and not only not worrying about things but knowing that Jesus in this passage of scripture says do not worry, do not worry, do not worry 
Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Don't go down that track of worrying. Don't, um, don't pursue a path that is less than God's best for you. And today um, I just want to share with you some of the things that God's been speaking to me about. So we're talking about Jesus. He's talking about the sin of worry. And you know what? Sometimes we can... Um, we can humanise worry by saying, I'm worried about you or, you know, um, worry is a good thing because it shows you concern for the things around you, the people around you. And yet Jesus quite clearly here says, don't worry. Worry is actually a sin. It's, it's a disobedience to what he's commanded us. And it's the opposite of the faith that God wants us to operate in, in him. We see here a reflection of worry for the natural as opposed to faith. And faith for what he wants to do in us and through us. And it's always for a God purpose, always for an eternal purpose. Worry also signifies sometimes that our eyes are fixed on the things around us and the people that we love around us rather than on the eternal purpose that God wants to, to work through us. And so can we um, explore this a little bit today? I'd really like to go down this path because um, as I've done a study on that, on it this week, it's really helped me. Um, and for those of you who know, I'm walking a journey that is just me and God at the moment. And um, so rather than being um, um, totally reliant on myself, God has, has taught me in these last uh, 18 months to be totally reliant on him and looking to him for his purpose through the things that he wants to work in us and through us. So my first point is don't be self-seeking and I don't mean that as a criticism but sometimes we, um, we use worry as um, uh, an inflection of an, an introverted look at what is happening on the inside of us. What is worry? And the, the dictionary says to be or cause to be anxious or uneasy especially about something uncertain or potentially dangerous. Worry will disturb the peace of your mind. Sometimes people are described as a worry wart and, you know, you, you say, oh, you're a worry wart and people will laugh at that and that's a really old-fashioned term but basically it says you worry about everything, um, especially about insignificant things. But, you know, I don't mean to minimise it. If you're a worrier, if you're a person who worries about everything that's happening, for you it's a real battle and it's a real issue. And um, I can remember my husband used to say to me, Robin, don't worry about that. I'd say, it's all right for you, but yeah, it's on me, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about this. And he'd say, well, let's pray about it. So we would pray and give it to God. Worry refers to the thoughts and images and emotions and actions of a negative nature in a repetitive, a continual and uncontrollable manner regarding potential problems and what their outcomes might be. So when we look at that, we see that every one of us in our lives has, has room to worry, has room and circumstances in our lives where if we allow it to, it can overtake the God purpose in us and through us. What are some of the things that we worry about? Let's look at some really basic things here. We worry about our family. We worry about our friends, perhaps our work, perhaps our finances, our health. We can worry about direction, about the ministry that God has for us, the calling that he has for us. We can worry about misunderstandings that have occurred in our lives. 
We can worry about a wrong um, sense of justice in our lives perhaps where things have been levelled at us that we know are not right and yet we worry about others' perception of us as well. And the list goes on. You could probably fill in your own bits and pieces about the things that lay heavily on you at times. Um, And we're going to look at some keys as to alleviating those things too. Worrying can rob you of the joy of today. Sometimes we can be so downtrodden and so borne down with the things that are happening in our lives that we lose our joy. And the word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so as we look to him... That joy becomes a permanent thing in our lives because it's a choice that we make daily. Worrying can keep us in bondage to our past. Worrying can take us back to the things that we've done in the past, the mistakes that we've made, the things that um, have happened to us. It can be like an anchor keeping us in that, that dark place. It can divert us, delay or abort God's plan for our lives, for our future through those diversions, distractions and, and, and the discouragements that would come through life as well. We can worry about those things. We can, you know, while you're busy you get about doing the things you need to do but, you know, you go to bed at night and all of a sudden all those things start to plague you. They start to come on your head. What about? What about? What about? Or is it just me? Worrying can cause us to be independent rather than dependent upon God. It can rob us of our peace of mind, our contentment. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. And so we see in there that there's a key that it's the godliness that will give us the contentment which is the greatest gain that we can ever have in him beyond our salvation. Worrying can take us to an early grave, cause health problems, cause stress, mental breakdown, anxiety. And do you know what? Underlying it all worrying is the devil's plan to keep God's people sidetracked, discouraged and distracted from the purpose that God has for each of our lives. And Jesus said, do not worry. It was his commandment. Worrying is disobedience to him. It will rob us of our faith. It will instill fear and anxiety. And you know what? It's a thief. Worry is a thief. The way our mind reacts in worry will rob us of everything that God has for us if we don't take it captive. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have that life more abundantly. And that's a life that is not undermined and riddled with worry and anxiety God wants us to walk in the peace that is his. Worrying will cause us to be introspective. And that's why I say don't be God-seeking because if we're introspective to the point where we are not looking out and not looking up, we're reflecting everything internally and not allowing God to minister to us and through us in those situations. Then it can um, cause us to have a wrong life view, a wrong God view and a wrong perspective on the things that God wants to do in us and through us. But we know also that life in God is powered by his spirit. And those who are led by the spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. 
And so as we take those things that are happening in our lives and we reflect them upwards to God, we can turn those things that in the natural can drag us down so much and allow it to become a stepping stone into a deeper relationship with God and a deeper understanding that in getting out of our souls, we can get deep into our spirit and into the spirit of God and move through everything according to what he is showing us through his word. You see, it's in him, it's through him, it's by him, it's with him, it's in his word. It's in the power of his word that we apply in our lives daily. And I also understand that, you know, life is forward moving. We never stay camped at a certain place in our lives. If we stay camped at a tragedy... We, we, we stay locked in that past. We stay locked in the dimensions of pain and grief and suffering that will disable us from moving forward in God. But the same thing can be said if we stay camped in a great triumph. If we stay at that place of great triumph and not allow God to say, right now, this is the next thing, we can be um, disabled from the future that God has for us as well. So either of those things, the, the, the great negative and the great positive that we've walked through can be incredible disablers if we don't continue to bring it through our soul into the spirit and lift it to God. So let me give you an example. You can have had um, an incredible encounter with God and shared Jesus with someone in the street and then you walk away and you give God praise for that and then you continue to talk about the very thing that you did yesterday and yesterday becomes a week ago, becomes a month ago. And you're still staying at that place of this is what I did then instead of looking to God and saying, now what do you want me to do? How can I build on that? How can I take what happened there as a positive thing, an incredible thing, a kingdom building thing and bring it into the today? So now what do you want me to do? You see, God is building us a house. We are the temple of God. We're stones being built together, being rubbed up against each other. The rough edges are being knocked off of us and in it all, through that all he wants to continue to build us he doesn't want to just lay a foundation and let it lay fallow you've seen places that have been built out in the sticks or around town where the foundation's gone down and nothing has gone up so that house is of no value unless the house is built up the walls are made steady and that house is positioned and purposed with the purpose that God has for it then it's just a foundation so staying camped at a place of triumph is a place where there is nothing happening beyond that. That was great. That was awesome. But what else does God want to do through that? What else does God want to do through us? And what else does God want to do to build his kingdom through the confidence that we're gaining with every positive thing that happens that we do for him? You see, we can become just so camped and so stationary at that place that even the good things can be used by the enemy to disable us from what God wants us to do more. You see, it can stop us from moving forward in him, being led by him, being empowered by him. And no matter what our circumstances are, we've got to live in that place of trusting God. The life that we've got is limited and no one knows how long we've got. Nobody does. And I can tell you that more than anyone. We never know what another day is going to bring. 
But God does. God knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And it's our choice as to whether we take things and worry about them or we take things and we lift them to him and say, Lord God, you know what's happening in my life and you have allowed this to happen for a purpose. I want the God purpose in the things that have happened in my life to count for something for eternity, to count for something for the kingdom. And then we go down the worrying line of what if, deal with the facts. What if this happens and what if they said that and what if they said something else, you know. You know, sometimes we can be given criticism and you start to justify criticism in your head. What if... This happens. We don't deal with the what-ifs. Let's deal with the facts and let's bring them through to God. Let's deal with the facts and say, well, God, this is what's happened. What do you want to do through me in this? What do you want to, to teach me through this? What do you want me, what lessons in God do you want me to take hold of in this so that I can continue to power on in you and not be disabled, not be diverted, not be discouraged, not be in a place are feeling impotent for the things that you want to do. You see, the devil, as he comes to steal and kill and destroy, he wants to take your confidence, he wants to take your joy, he wants to take the God plan in your life, he wants to take you and disable you for all that God wants to do. But believe me, God wants to use each and every one of us for his purpose. And if we are diverted by the worry in our lives, we are distracted and we are off key, we are off on a tangent from what God wants to do in us. Are you with me today? Right. Thank you. (laughs) What ifs? We can spend so much time and energy going with the what ifs that our mind and our thoughts can become cloudy and confused and reality can become like a fog in our mind. Those what ifs will make us vulnerable and they'll cause inactivity because fear can come in and fear can paralyse you and fear can disable you and fear can make you... Fear by its very essence is a tool of the enemy that will take your faith. God wants our faith to rise today because he wants to do a great work in us and he wants to do a great work through us. And we're seeing the beginning of what he wants to do here. You know, if we can do something about our situation that's occurring, we do it. First of all, we pray about it and then we do it. If we can't do anything about it, we can We can pray about it and we don't do anything more. But you know, in lifting those things to God in prayer, we know that he is going to move through those circumstances because sometimes the part that we need to play in circumstances is to pray, is to uphold the word of God. It's to just continually lift those loved ones or that situation to God so that he can work. But if we worry about it, it's like we put things on an altar, we give it to God, We say, Lord, work in this situation. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. And then we walk away, trusting God in the instant. But then night time comes or you're feeling down or you're feeling bad and you run back and you take it from the altar again and you hold it to yourself again. And you're disabling God. In Not that any of us can disable God, but we can get in the way of God's plan through those circumstances. So the key is if you can't do anything about it, Pray, give it to God and trust God for the circumstances that he will work what only he can. You see, 
The weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And it's our imaginations that can get in the way, our thought life, our processing, our worrying that can get in the way of what God wants to do. It can cause us to be negatively geared. But as we take it to God and lift it to God and always take those thoughts in obedience to Christ according to what he wants to do, we can trust God with our circumstances. We may not see the breakthrough in the timing that we want to see or we may not see an answer to prayer the way we want it to be. But we can trust God in knowing that he will, he will do what he will do. And he's a good God. And he has a good plan. So don't live in the what-ifs. If you want to serve God, do so with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And walk in the obedience, knowing that it's never too late to begin. You see, we can sleep at night when we trust in him. Casting all our cares on him because he cares for you. He cares for you way beyond any human love, way beyond any love that we would know because his love is divine. It's all-encompassing and it's incredible. Trusting in him. Sometimes it's as simple as, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need your strength. I can't do it, but I know you can. And the word says, after all these things the Gentiles seek, because we need stuff. We need finance. We need food. We need clothing. We need all of those things as well. But the word says, after all these things the Gentiles seek. But as we trust God and be about his business, he will provide for us everything that we need. And that brings us to the next point, that to be a God-seeker, not a self-seeker, but a God-seeker. And God will provide for all that we have because he is our Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Do not worry. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. See, we need to prioritise souls and eternity and be about his business. Because this life is a short life. We might have 70, 80, 90, 100 years but in the light of eternity, that's nothing. It's a speck. It's a blip on the horizon of everything that God has for us and the life that we're going to have with him forever and ever and ever and ever. And, you know, we can be concerned about the small things of life that to God are small, to us are maybe not so small. You know, where's the next meal going to come from? Look to God. Trust God. Believe in God. Because as we're about his business, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, all of these things will be added to us. And I know that there are times where finance is tight, where time is short, where natural needs are really overwhelming but you know 
Early in the morning will I seek you. You know, my flesh cries out for God in a dry place. I seek you early in the morning as the stream pants for living water. My soul pants after you, my God and my King. Psalm 42. Take captive those thoughts of everything that is happening around you. Early in the morning, seek him. Seek his face. Pray. Be in his word and he will direct your path. He will show you the things that you need to do. And as you are about the things that he's called you to do, he will be about your business. He will be about fulfilling the need that you have in your life, the needs not necessarily the wants, the things that we need in our lives. God will provide as we're about his business, as we're setting ourselves apart every day, every day, seeking after him, worshipping him, reading his word, praying, seeking his face, and not just praying, but listening, listening, tuning your ear to the sound of his voice, that still small voice that calls to you, that deep calling to you, come away, my child, sit with me, be with me, still rest in me. And I think in the days we're living in, we are so busy, we are so occupied with doing the doing that we forget to draw away, to be with God, just to sit quietly. My kids, um, one of my daughters and son-in-law bought me a swing for Christmas, a swing, a tree swing. And um, it's one of those things that it's, it's just wonderful. I, it's under a tree and I go and I sit under this tree on this swing and I don't talk. I just look and I listen. And I hear God, be still and know that I am God. Be still Take time to be still in him. Take time to listen to him. Father wants to speak to us today. Father wants to steal your soul within you today. Father wants to restore peace to you today because you're so loved by him. And I don't know why I told you that. (laughs) But drawing back into that place of stillness, And rest in him is one of the most essential things that we can do every day because if we're about and about and about doing everything, we'll burn ourselves out. God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to take time out to be with him. You see, we need to be working out our salvation Pleasing God and not others, being a God seeker. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You see, God undertakes the battles that we have when we please him. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So coming back to that quiet place with him, drawing away with him, with the cares of the day, with the heartbreak of the day, saying, Lord... You know, I give it to you. Strengthen me. Show me your purpose in all of this. You see, if we're about the Father's business, he'll be about ours. Seeking him. Seek the king. Seek your father. And seek it in increasing measure. You see, what was enough for you when you were a small child to eat, you wouldn't survive on today. And it's the same in the spirit. 
the things that we used to do as a young Christian. One psalm, one proverb, one passage in the New Testament. There's more. We cannot survive on yesterday's manner. We need fresh manner today. Get into the word in increasing measure because the more of his word you put into you, the more of his strength is available to you, the more revelation comes to you, the more understanding comes to you. Seek first his kingdom. So being kingdom seekers is my third and final point. Seek the kingdom. Build according to the pattern that he has for us. Reaching into our families, into our workplace, into our communities with his love and his purpose in all things. You see, we haven't been saved just for our sake. We haven't received Jesus as Saviour and Lord just so that we can sit back and say, well, we're here now. Every one of us has a testimony in this place of God's beautiful grace and love. And every one of us has a God purpose in life. And God has given us a testimony to use. And it's not just to encourage each other, which it does, but it's to reach the lost. It's to reach those that don't yet know Jesus, the not yet believers. It's to be able to go into our communities with the love of God It's to be able to go into our communities and speak hope and speak life with no other agenda but the God agenda. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. God has healing for you. God wants to put that hope back in your life and he will. See, it's being that kingdom seeker and Bridge City this year is set about being kingdom builders. We're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness And we know that as we go about doing those things, all these other things will be added to us because we're not just here for our benefit. We're here for the God purpose in our lives. We're here to build the kingdom. And it's not just Bridge City. It's every church in this city, in this state, in this nation, in the world that is speaking the full gospel of Jesus Christ, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul said, of whom I was the worst, and I'd argue with him because I think I was, that he has come to save us, to set us apart, to give us a life for eternity, that we will not be separated from God forever if we receive Jesus as Saviour and Lord. You see, hell is all about being separated from God. But heaven is about eternal life with him forever and ever and ever. And as we've received Jesus, we want that for those that we love, for those that God brings across our path. We want them to know the hope that he has for them the wondrous love that he has for them, the incredible God that he is, that he was such an amazing and is such an amazing God, he sent his only son to die in our place. What an amazing God. What amazing love. What incredible grace. And doesn't that fill us and inspire us to make a difference in our world for him? It does me. Being a kingdom seeker. Let our priorities be changed. Let our priorities first be God and then doing his will. 
and let all the cares of this life and the worries be brought in line with his purpose and plan rather than our purpose and plan. So how do we do that? Well, we ask Jesus to be Saviour and Lord first and foremost. We ask him to come into our lives. We ask him to forgive our sins, to wash us, cleanse us. We ask him to show us the way he wants us to live our lives. And he will speak to you. He will show you. And sometimes you're doing stuff and you feel this real sense of, uh, in your gut. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And it's God saying, stop, listen, draw aside, come to me. And as we feel that urging of the Holy Spirit, we can pull back into that place where, God, what do you want to say to me through this? It's asking Jesus to take control of our lives and show us the way he wants us to walk, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, knowing that as we do that, all other things that we need, he is going to supply, not always the way that we think. So am I saying don't go out and get a job, don't have a business, don't study? No. I'm saying do exactly what God is showing you to do. Because we've got to function, we've got to survive. And God wants to place every single one of us in a position where we can impact our community the way he wants to through us. There's a purpose through it all. But it's his priority. It's his purpose and his plan. Be in the word. And as I said before, in increasing measure. When you drive, listen to the word. Listen to preached messages. You know, any Christian, reputable Christian source is great, but there's no substitute for the word. You see, the word is a supernatural book written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to teach us, to train us, to encourage us, to rebuke us sometimes. And there's no substitute for it. And pray. Ask God daily to lead your life, to show you what you need to do, to show you what you not need to do so you can let go of the things that are weighing you down and be kingdom-focused. Be a God-seeker, be a kingdom-seeker. Love him, love yourself and love others. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, in other words, as a result of everything that's just been said, don't worry even about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Today we do today. Tomorrow will look after itself and yesterday we can't change anyway. So draw from yesterday the life lessons God wants us to bring into today so that our future's assured in him and we're on the path that he has for us. And I'm going to close with that. You know, you might be sitting there today or online saying, yeah, but you don't know what's happening in my life. You don't know what trials I'm facing. You don't know what I've walked through. 
and I don't. But I do know that what I've walked through, God has led me and equipped me so that I can continue to walk. And the same thing applies for everyone under the sound of my voice today. Whatever you're going through, God is able. Give it to God and let him show you the way. Give it to God and trust him with your life today and your future. Give it to God and allow him to direct your path. Allow him to do the pruning that needs to be done. Allow him to show you the truth that you need to be aware of. Allow him to strengthen you to cast down the what-ifs. Allow him to be saviour and lord of your life so that you can walk knowing that your father loves you and his plan for you is a perfect plan despite being imperfect vessels. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your word in this house. We thank you, Lord, that your word is life. And Heavenly Father, I thank you today that, Lord, you have, Lord God, touched hearts in this place and online today, not because of my words, but because of yours. Father, I thank you that your word says, do not worry, do not worry, but cast down those arguments and imaginations and everything that would exalt itself against you and the knowledge of you in our lives. For Lord, we know also we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And I thank you today, Lord God, that you are sovereign God. You are sovereign in our lives. You are sovereign over this world, Lord God. And you are bringing to pass your good and perfect will. So Father, as we take captive our thoughts, and Lord, we choose this day, I am not going to worry. I am not going to seek after myself. Lord God, as we make that choice today, I thank you for what you're about to do in our lives. Father, help us to lift our eyes to you, Father. Help us to be a God seeker. Help us to not be content with where we are in you, but to continue to walk further and deeper into you, to know you more, to love you more, to be used of you more, that we would then be, Lord God, God and kingdom seeker and kingdom builders, Lord God. Father, we thank you today that as we do that and as we look to you, we can trust you, trust you with our circumstances, trust you with our loved ones, trust you, Father God, because you are wanting to build in us great strength and not just leave us as babes, Lord God, not just leave us at a place where our foundation is down but no walls are up. You're building us into a strong, strong building, Father God. And Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do. Father, I just pray for any that are online that are, are struggling, Father, that you would just minister to them by the power of your spirit today. Lord, if they don't know you as Saviour and Lord, that they would reach out to you now, acknowledging and thanking Jesus for the gift of his life on that cross at Calvary, that they would receive you as Saviour and Lord God, they would commit their life to you. I pray for each one that is doing that right now. Lord, for a Holy Ghost download into their lives that they would, Lord God, just, just lay down all the weights that would hinder them to reach out to you, Father, because you are now reaching out to them. And I thank you for all that you're going to do in every life. And God, we just praise you and thank you, Lord God, that we don't stay camped in our yesterday, but we have today 
so that you will give us that future in you, Lord God. We praise you. We thank you. We give you all the glory, all the honour. For God, it's all about you. Use us for your glory to build your kingdom. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, if you've given your life to Jesus or if you've just come back to Jesus, please get in touch with us online or phone us and we would love to help you with your walk with the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.